Hi, welcome to another PSD cast from Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got uh, Christian Bikas. He's with Gridtential, and uh, they're involved in um, an interesting lead acid battery technology uh, for automotive systems. Isn't that right, Christian? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm really glad to have you because, well, uh, when you talk about uh, vehicle systems and energy storage, it's a very critical space right now. And I'm very interested that uh, a technology that doesn't spring to mind when I think of next generation is lead acid, but um, that's what you're involved with. So I'd love to hear what's going on in that space. Well, thank you. I'd like to describe that to you. Uh, Gridtential has integrated a new material into the lead acid chemistry, specifically silicon in the form of silicon wafers. And so we're bringing a very modern material into the battery architecture. And as a result, uh, we're seeing significant reductions in weight and significant improvements in performance. So, um, Chris, this is your, 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 the grids are then in silicon, and the lead is plated onto that. Or, I mean, how do are, are there details that you can give us? Is it uh, proprietary? Um, how, how how much info can you give us on the technology? Well, what I can tell you is uh, we are using a proprietary technique to create uh, silicon wafers. They look very similar to solar wafers, although we can use a lower quality of silicon. And we can utilize the uh, vast and low-cost infrastructure for processing solar wafers to create what is essentially a silicon silicon current collector that is uh, both quite simple and quite effective. So you asked if it's in the form of a grid. In fact, it's simply a wafer. And we are replacing the lead grid, the lead tabs, and the thick lead straps in a traditional lead battery with a very thin, very light silicon wafer. So as a result, we are keeping only the active material lead uh, from traditional batteries. And we are replacing the structural and conductive lead with a material that is about one-fifth of the density and is very low cost and highly accessible and easy to process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, uh, obviously there are a lot of application spaces that can be addressed by energy storage. Um, why did the vehicle systems come up as the uh, target uh, application space for your technology? Well, in fact, it, that isn't where we started. But uh, during the development of this technology, number one, we discovered that uh, the lead chemistry in particular has very high power density. And the bipolar architecture, which is a series connection of cells, enhances and amplifies that power density advantage of lead. At the same time, the auto industry has decided to move from a 12-volt powertrain to a 48-volt powertrain to support the many creature comforts and uh, additional devices on board, but also to replace belt-driven devices with on-demand electric motors. And by using a larger, higher-power battery and a smaller internal combustion engine, 
that allows the uh, overall system to be far more efficient and lower emission and to support the, the new modern uh, vehicles that you see with so many safety features, uh, auto, um, auto navigation, uh, and, and fancy sound systems. Got you, got you. Now, um, interesting thing, there are a lot of people who are trying to find alternatives to the lead-acid battery for vehicle apps, specifically for the weight issues. And uh, zinc batteries, um, they've been working with them, and the, and the issues were primarily with uh, whiskers and such uh, growth within. Would your technology mitigate some of the issues in using another material, say zinc? Uh, yes, in fact, we can use a material that is very familiar both to the battery industry and to the auto industry. And uh, we enhance that chemistry with the use of a, a very inert material, specifically silicon, which in, it, mm -hmm. in its own right is uh, completely um, resistant to sulfuric acid. So it not, does not corrode at all in that system. And uh, it, in fact, is very Stiff, which allows us to compress cells together quite tightly. It's very thin, allows us to uh, make thin cells uh, for high power. And silicon also has extremely high thermal conductivity. So in the, uh, the, the wide thermal operating temperatures that you find in the automotive applications, the bipolar architecture in general and bipolar, which is filled with highly thermally conductive material like silicon performs extremely well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, um, since that is the case, uh, is it that you're following with the lead formulation because of its uh, pervasiveness in the industry or ease of uh, implementation or other reasons? Well, there are multiple reasons. Uh, the main reason that really drew us to uh, the lead industry it is because it has been the vast incumbent. And it is a commodity-produced product worldwide. Because of the historic weight of lead batteries, most batteries did not travel across oceans. And so you have distributed manufacturing structure worldwide, and that infrastructure is about 500 gigawatt hours per year which, to give some context, is about 70 times a Tesla gigafactory. So that vast infrastructure for manufacturing, already at a commodity pricing level, is very attractive if you can drop in a new technology with minimal capital uh, investment and leverage what is already in place. And so that's exactly what we've done. Uh, the, the one change in the assembly of our battery is uh, what we call a stack and seal technology. It allows us to stack each component of the cells one on top of the other, compress the battery, and seal it as a unit. So uh, to, to further explain why we feel that the, the lead uh, technology was the right one for us, uh, first of all, it is the incumbent in both grid storage and automotive uh, applications. Uh, mm -hmm. And it is a very sustainable uh, and, and highly reused uh, element. 
So the, the lead industry today worldwide has a better than 98% recovery and reuse of lead. So that isn't simply a recovery and dispose. That's not a recovery and put into some other use. That is taking lead out of one battery and putting it right back into another lead battery and putting it back out in the field. So now imagine we can leverage what is already a vast recycling infrastructure uh, and play into that fully closed loop system. But we remove 40% of the lead used. Now the available lead uh, in that closed loop can create a, a vastly larger number of batteries and support growing markets. Mm-hmm. Now, having uh, said all of that and this incredible promise of this uh, technology, what's the next step? Where are we going with this? Are we, uh, what phase are you in commercialization? So uh, every battery technology is received with, with a lot of skepticism, and, and there's good reason for that. Uh, as you say, there's much promise, but uh, many times it is not achieved. So uh, the first step that we took was to work with the existing lead battery manufacturers. And we used our silicon current collectors paired with their existing paste, and we found a way for them to uh, apply that paste without having to adapt to silicon wafers in their manufacturing system. Specifically, we mm-hmm. use a, uh, a plastic grid, uh, which goes through their standard pasting and curing process. We then take that pasted plastic grid, compress it against the silicon, and stack it, as I mentioned, into a, a multi-cell battery. So where we are today is that with six different partners uh, and and their proprietary but standard paste, we've built over 250 alpha batteries that they can use to compare apples to apples against their existing monopolar batteries. Mm -hmm. Uh, With those same partners, we develop the specifications for what we call a stack and seal tool. And we worked with a third-party automation firm to uh, develop that tool that will be available to every company that wishes to license and adopt the Silicon Jewel technology. So the next step is that our partners, some of whom have now invested uh, as of uh, the end of December, uh, with those partners, they will order a stack and seal tool, and they will begin to build uh, commercial-scale prototypes for testing uh, in their own labs and also in the field with their customers. Mm-hmm. Now, are you looking for additional partners at this stage, or are you waiting for this next round of development to get through before expanding? Or uh, what? Are, what is? You, where are you in that? Uh, phase of it are you are, are you looking to expand the number of companies working with the technology at this point absolutely yes we we are now ready to apply this technology to different types of active material the lead paste uh, and into different applications and we are very interested in uh, working with additional lead battery manufacturers 
to uh, demonstrate this technology and identify applications where this technology would be of a great advantage to them. Uh, one advantage to what I will call uh, late-stage adopters is now they will have available to them a tested and proven assembly tool. So they can get started uh, much more quickly uh, based on, on the work we've done over the past five years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, that's, uh, so then uh, how do they, what is, do you have a website, is there a number that people can call to get more information to follow up and uh, get involved? Yes, I, I encourage anyone in the industry, and, and that's uh, both manufacturers and end users. Uh, and I emphasize end users because uh, we can all learn a lot uh, from end users who either have existing applications that need better performance or they have new applications that uh, need a level of performance that hasn't previously been available in a, a low-cost uh, lead chemistry. So the way they can contact us is to go to www.gridtential.com, and that's uh, Potential Energy for the Grid, Gridtential. Uh, and uh, they're welcome to contact me uh, by email or, or by phone to learn more. Excellent. Well, hey, Chris, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. But before I let you go, I always let my guests have the last word on my show. So it could be a little bit more about the technology, a little bit more about the company, or just a tip for our audience, and the floor is yours. Well, thank you very much. I've appreciated the opportunity to talk to you and your audience. We're very excited that we're now at the stage that we can build commercial scale batteries, and we have the assistance and um, validation from partners who have been working with us for uh, three years and more. And one, one thing I would like to mention is as part of this investment, we have created what we call a Tech Advisory Council. And our partners who we are working with and who have invested in the company uh, will be getting together on a regular basis to talk about product requirements and how to more quickly advance the technology to meet the needs of the growing automotive and grid storage markets. Very cool, Chris. Now, um, how, what kind of a time frame before we actually start seeing things uh, in the real world? So in the, uh, in the battery space, uh, there are uh, many tests for performance and warranty reasons. And so once the first commercial uh, scale prototypes are built, which we expect to be in the next two to three months, uh, we believe there's about a one-year time frame during which those batteries will be put through a series of uh, mechanical, thermal, and uh, electrical testing, both in lab environments and also in, in actual applications in the field. At that time, then we expect to see uh, commercial scale production and, and shipment of the first commercial batteries. And we think it'll take another year to 18 months before those are what I will describe as mass produced for, for the commercial market. Well, I'll tell you something, Chris. I'm very impressed uh, by what you're doing. And uh, you promise to be a very disruptive technology in the space. So um, congrats and good luck. Well, thank you very much.
And I also want to bring you back the next chance uh, you have something new to talk about, okay? All right. Well, I'll see you in a couple months. Excellent. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paltz for Power Systems Design. Have a great day.